This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. This is indisputable. Welcome back. It's been too long, perhaps, for one of us. I'm Sharon Reed in for Dr. Rashad Ritchie today. And look who's back. Ben, um, weren't you doing a show the last time you were here with us? I'm always doing shows. You were going on the road. How did that go? Oh, yeah, Buffalo. I was there in Buffalo for New Year's weekend. That was wild. The Cold. snow melted when I arrived. I'm not saying it was thanks to me, but the town did give me flowers when I arrived and say thank oh, you. Look at that. It was look really nice. Yep. And I have a Ben Gleben Friends show this Thursday in Silver Lake in LA. So if anybody wants to roll, tickets. I was going to ask up. you that. Tickets. Um, and if I happen to make it to LA, mine are free. Yours are free, of course. Of course <laughs> they are. But I'm also going to put you on stage and ask you to do five minutes. I'll pay. Um, <laughs> let's, speaking of comedy, let's get right to it. Um, she's our headline today, Marjorie Taylor Greene. Um, well, Dr. Dre came for her. Uh, he didn't appreciate her using his music. I think she thought that she was cool, just you know, part of his entourage or something. But uh, Doc not having it, we do have um, <laughs> we do have this to share with you. Um, she thought it was such a great beat, and that she was young. And hip, but Dr. Dre fired off a letter because the representative should face legal action, frankly, because she used Still Dre, the beat in the background, as she kind of pranced out to kind of take on her colleagues and the day's agenda. And you see her right there, and we slow mode it for you to kind of make it very dramatic. Georgia lawmaker posted the clip to her social media, showing her really strutting her stuff. Through the halls of Congress was an apparent flex to the fact that she did it. She helped Kevin McCarthy get elected finally 15 rounds later as House Speaker. The video even showcases this photo she took with McCarthy following the win. I mean, they just, they need each other, they love each other, they support each other. Additionally, in the video, you see her even taking a call from DT. Okay, we know who that is, right? Referred to as the perfect phone call in another tweet. The fact that she even knows the song took some by surprise, let alone her feeling free to drop it into her GOP fueled video. You can count Dr. Dre as one of those shocked to hear his work being used by MTG because, well, he told TMZ he never gave the okay for this to happen. Not, not in a million years. The mega producer telling, the outlet, I don't license my music to politicians, especially someone as divisive, hateful as this one. So yeah, he ain't a fan of her collab in the slightest, if you will, that from TMZ. It turns out Dr. Dre's team took action. They reached out to Twitter to get the video taken down. Elon was listening, he took the call as a result. MTG tells us she's been locked out of her Twitter account for using Dre's copyrighted work without permission. Uh, let's show you 
the legal team's response here. Dear Miss Taylor Green, we write you on behalf of our client, Andre Young. That's that's Dre, in case you didn't know that. Composer, performer of the hit song, Still Dre. You are wrongfully exploiting this work through the various social media outlets to promote your divisive and hateful political agenda. One might expect that as a member of Congress, you would have a passing familiarity with the laws of our country. It's possible though, that laws governing intellectual property are a little too arcane and insufficiently populous for you to really have spent much time on. We're writing because we think an actual lawmaker should be making laws, not breaking laws. Especially those embodied in the Constitution by the founding fathers. So let's look at her Twitter handle now. Do we have that? Because um, look, it's time to begin. They can't stop what's coming, okay? Media's been disabled in response to a report by the copyright owner. So MTG's response here. Also has some words of her own for Dr. Dre in an exclusive statement to TMZ, here's what she says. Well, I appreciate the creative chord progression. I would never play your words of violence against women and police officers and your glorification of the thug life and drugs. So Ben, you know, you don't want people stealing your jokes, right? And I would, you have you ever come after anybody for stealing your jokes? No, because I'm at a place in my career where it's just good publicity. Okay. And yeah. as somebody who's you know known for my own version of the thug life, I take offense at what MTG says. What garbage in every respect. Yeah. First of all, you have to love that she says you can't stop what's coming. As yeah. She was immediately stopped within that post. Yeah. The <laughs> irony is never appreciated by anybody on her side of the world, but in addition to that, the blatant and cheesy and obviously fake denunciation of Dre <laughs> after she used him. I would never use his lyrics. You're promoting <laughs> right. his music. You're obviously right. promoting it. And this is coming from me, obviously, a man who's close personal friends with Dre. I mean, I don't mean to brag, but this is me recently at Look Craig at Robinson's show. There's yeah. Dre. Who's there in the background? All right. That's me. <laughs> now, yeah. A lot of people know that we're very close. Dre himself doesn't know it. I did maybe chase after him saying, hey, Dre, can I get a photo? Can I get a photo? And he did not stop. But the point is, someone snapped that photo. So as one of his close personal confidants, I'd like to say that he would never approve of her, never approve of anything she does or says. And it's time these conservatives and these far right conservatives at that realize that nobody in art, Nobody yeah. in music wants them to have any part of what they do. They don't authorize it. They don't agree with you. They think you're bad people. Yeah, and I gotta tell you this. When I when I read over her statement again, you, you wanna talk about violence against women? Look, man, I think it's no stretch. Look at your voting record. Look who you sided with, violence against women, okay? Oh, violence against police officers, right? Some some accuse fellow members of Congress of giving some of the January 6th insurrectionist domestic terrorist a tour, right? Leading up to the January 6th violence. And just encouraging them to do it in multiple videos constantly. I think it's time for a remix, da 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 da. 
She's a hateful bigot, da 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 da. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, I like that one. Um, I hope we don't have to pay for that sampling. Uh, and then, you <laughs> don't know, worry, I'm, I'm not quite on pitch enough for it to be legally a problem. Okay, well then we're good. We're I co-sign. <laughs> we're good. Uh, and then the last part about the thug, thug life, really? MTG, who are you calling a thug? Okay, and we saw what was that round 14 where the one congressman went after Matt Gates and you know. I, I screamed out from my couch, thug, thug, okay? Had to be yeah. restrained, the guy's putting his like hands in his mouth and stuff. So it's straight racism to, 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 to condemn quote unquote thug life when she literally is encouraging thugs to attack the Capitol and overthrow the government. It's just that her thugs are white, so she doesn't count them as thugs. Okay, that part, my work is done here. Let's move on to her friends though, uh, so many of them. They were so, so eager to support Kevin McCarthy. Again, in this, this 15 round, I don't even wanna call it a heavyweight bout where he was humiliated over. How many times can you get punched? They gotta stop the fight, we're thinking, right? So, But they kept coming back. They said, we're gonna pledge our support with Kevin and some people are worth it. He's not, some people are worth. Your undying loyalty and support. These fellow Republicans ditched their families, right? <laughs> Representative Kevin McCarthy, finally Speaker of the House. It happened late Friday. Again, 15 humiliating rounds of voting. Okay. Uh, let's go to Jezebel and talk about uh, their take on it. Victory would not have been possible without him backtracking like a coward. Accusations of drinking on the House floor and apparently several GOP congressmen with ailing families. I mean, this is serious stuff, including. Premature born baby, right? A newborn needs dad, not there. Being forced to stay in Washington or travel back in order to vote for McCarthy. One congressman's baby had been born prematurely and his wife was hospitalized. The wife of another had a stroke. A third volunteered to miss his mother's funeral. Let's stop there, Ben. Kevin McCarthy apparently was so worth it. So worth it, so decent, such a leader that they had to see him through. Don't go to mom's funeral. Yeah, Kevin McCarthy is to blame for a lot of stuff. He's obviously to blame for this as well. I don't even think you can really blame the lawmakers that had to miss their family events on this because people would have criticized them both ways. People would have said, "Oh." You're not letting government go on with its business. So Kevin McCarthy was the one putting the roadblock that was stopping them. But if they hadn't gone, it would have dragged out longer than being unable to pursue the matters of the people. Now, of course, all of it is pointless and they should have been there with their families just because the matters of the people that they're fighting for are mm. not matters the people care about in the least. What was their first order of business? Let's make sure we Cancel the 87,000 IRS agents that were not as they lie yeah. and pretend were there to, to tackle you and to tackle your finances. No, they were there to finally try to enforce the rich that are evading their taxes. What yeah. else do they do? Second order of business or first, I don't remember the order at this point, ethics committee. Let's get rid of that. Mm -hmm. Their plans are make sure we don't pay taxes and make sure we're not held to ethical standards. Way oh, to go. What an agenda, may as well <laughs> go to the agenda. funeral at that point. Yeah, let's just spread some hate. Uh, Politico's Olivia Beavers reported if the ballots kept dragging out, several Republicans would indeed have to miss it. The list included Representative Wesley Hunt, Republican out of Texas, 
whose wife just gave birth, Representative Kevin Hearn, Oklahoma. Mother recently died, Representative Ken Buck, Colorado, who had a planned non-emergency medical procedure, aka surgery. That's what it is, you know. Beavers noted that Representative Roger Williams had a family matter, but said he wouldn't miss any speaker votes. I don't know what the family matter was. Um, oh yeah, New York Times reported more on it. Uh, Hunt's situation, namely that he'd flown home to be with his wife after her hospitalization for complications and the premature birth of their son this week. Then McCarthy called Hunt back to DC to vote for him as he did Buck because McCarthy was likely to lose a 15th vote without them. He needed every vote and then he needed others to vote present. Hearn allegedly said he was prepared to stay in DC for as long as his vote was needed, potentially missing his mother's funeral on Saturday. Republicans finally elected McCarthy late Friday night. So in theory, Hearn made it to the funeral after all. Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene said Monday that Williams family matter was that his wife had a Literal stroke, he chose sticking with his party over going home to his family. MTG, the town crier there, making sure everybody knows. <laughs> Should Hearn inherit anything from his mother? One time, but <laughs> I just need to ask you, and I don't know, maybe his mother said, you know, maybe her last words were, get to DC, okay? Get there for McCarthy, I don't know, but I do have that serious question. Should Hearn inherit one dime? Well, I actually do have here his his mother's last words. Okay. Exactly, you were close. Breaking they news. were they were make make sure you're there for the ego parade of <laughs> Kevin McCaffrey. Ah, so she never knew. He never knew what the end what of the sentence was. It could have been Kevin McCafferty. Could have been somebody yeah. different. We don't know. We'll never know. Now we'll, we'll never, never know. know. I know it's a big problem. Appreciate the breaking news. You're um, welcome. Always yeah. free. <laughs> it's all the more galling when compared to the Democrats' dads who brought their babies to the Capitol last week, including Representative Jimmy Gomez. Now, this this right here is the cutest baby I've ever seen. It had such fat little cheeks, okay? I love these babies. Love these babies. And what did these dads do? They brought them to work with them. Okay, and it's not just that you bring the little baby. Okay, it's a little person. You just bring the baby in, get past the metal detectors, but it's everything with it. Look at the strollers, diaper bags, ointment. Okay, milk, baba, pacifiers. Well, well Sharon, Sharon, yeah. you're you're forgetting another one of the important pieces of legislation that the new Republican House immediately did. They got rid of the metal detectors, so that's not an issue. You don't Thank need you for them. The correction. You're welcome. Thank you you for don't the need correction. them going into the yeah. into the House chamber now. And also, uh, both of those babies got more votes than McCarthy in the first 12 rounds. So I, I voted twice. <laughs> I could just pinch cheeks. Can we put the picture up one more time, please, please, Alex? I just the cheeks are everything to me. Okay, and I'd rather focus on these babies. And frankly, those baby. Strollers that you can't you can't just wheel them onto a plane. They've got to be checked out thoroughly because who knows what could happen, right? Who knows what could happen if it goes unchecked? Um, these babies are just everything. Where does McCarthy stand today? Having gotten this, it is. I think we both have to admit this, Ben. It does seem like undying loyalty, never-ending support. Oh yeah, yeah, he's gonna be speaker forever, there'll be no issues. Even though he had to 
sell whatever little corner of his soul he had left. Now only one member can bring up for a vote to get him out of office. So we definitely have in our future many more long nights of many more rounds of votes until they get another speaker. I think you got some chance Hakeem Jeffries ends up speaker <laughs> with with Santos might go to jail. A couple others aren't available for one of these votes and boom, you got a decent human in there instead of uh McCarthy, who the most annoying thing to me about him, aside from his abhorrent policies, is that he closes his eyes constantly when he talks. He has yeah. like little little orgasms whenever something happens. Oh God, he goes, I, We've I cannot hear that. McCarthy finally orgasms. done it. Mm, thank you. Where he says we've defeated Nancy Pelosi. It's very <laughs> unpleasant yeah. to see. I'm sorry yeah. for reproducing it. Yeah, and imagine like being in the same room with it. You know, oh. up close. Personal. Yeah. I will say this, you mentioned Hakeem Jeffries and, and his acceptance speech. And we just oh, talked about Dr. Dre, Marjorie Taylor Greene, which you know, MTG would be a cool rap name if it wasn't belonging to her. Mm. I thought Hakeem Jeffries, Dr. Dre wouldn't mind if he played his music. Probably true. I mean, it would be perfect to the background of his ABCs of what Democrats stand for over Republicans, 100%. Yeah. Also, I, I also, yeah. this is totally unrelated, but I do feel like it's appropriate in time to share with you all my new rap name. Oh. After President Abraham Lincoln, my new rap name is Lincoln Bio. <laughs> okay, I love it. I love Thank it. You. I love it. We love you. Much more indisputable when we come right back. My favorite segment by now, I filled in enough where you know what it is. I wish you Karen Wood is up next. Welcome back to Indisputable with Dr. Rashad Ritchie. I'm Sharon Reed, in for the doctor today, joined by very funny co-host, Insight Intelligence too, Ben Glebe. I know that you've been on the road a lot doing your successful brand of comedy, you and your friends. So tell us all about this tour. So I do shows all over LA fairly often, but rarely do I do my own show where I produce it, I book it, and we got it this Thursday night. It's called Ben Glebe in Friends with a Z. And the lineup is fire. We got Francesca Fiorentini from TYT, the Bituation Room. We got James Adomian, who's just an absolute genius, hilarious human. We got Christina Catherine Martinez, who's a comic and art critic and writer for Eric Andre and Vulture Comic to Watch. Chris Porter, almost one last comic standing, hilarious specials, all of them. And me closing it out and hosting the show this th Thursday at 9.30 PM. So the rain should be done. We will be able to finally operate our cars again and not melt like the Wicked Witch, you can get tickets on my website, benglebe.com. And please come and join us. It's the reopening of the Lyric Hyperion. It's gonna be really fun. Boy, I wish I was gonna be in LA. I would so support, I would come out there and I need a good laugh. I do have a question though, do comedians, you know, because you're performers and people fight, you know, I know people fight in TV. Like, do you guys ever get on each other's nerves? Or do comedians just like crack on each other or does stuff get serious? Comics are, 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 are pretty chill, we definitely yeah. crack on each other. We are pretty serious backstage typically, a little bit of joking around backstage for sure too, depending on the vibes. Not too much negativity backstage, yeah. it's definitely not like the rap game. We <laughs> are not, there's not that many beefs backstage, it happens, but not as often as you might imagine. Yeah, not, not like the rap game or Congress. Um, uh, spin the wheel. Okay, you're no longer just a viewer. When you become a TYT member, you're a 
fighter, you're a leader, a change maker. You're someone who believes wholeheartedly in bringing positive change to our world. Right now, when you sign up for an annual membership, you'll get to spin the wheel to win limited time perks from TYT. One of those prizes is a Join the Thunder hoodie. Check it out, you sign up at tyt.com slash spin. Or we've made it even easier for you. You just scan that QR code there and just like that, you're in, okay? Let's get you some viewer comments now. Um, let's see here, we'll go to YouTube. Snack Panther, Dr. Richie is the man, but I could stare at the lovely Sharon Reed all day. Okay, I'm looking, <laughs> you should have seen me right before the show, okay? And this eyelash is still getting ready to pop off. Um, but thank you, Snack. Uh, Gord Wilkes, good afternoon, Sharon Reed and Ben. You guys are terrific. So grateful to be able to listen to your views on the state of affairs in America and the world over. Hats off to Sharon, badass boss. Okay, thank you. Thank you, Gord Wilkes. Did you want to respond to that, Ben? Um, I really loved it. You know, I loved the comment all the way until the end when you became the badass boss and I became just <laughs> the guy that dropped off at the end. Also, and you got your whole one tour. before it said thanks to both of us and then only likes the way you look. Yeah. I don't know what is up. I look great too. My eyelashes are falling off also. Can I get a little love for that? Here, there you go. There it is. Look at that. Okay, I wouldn't do that. Although there's a product that can fix that. Okay. Um, Alicia Lynette says this about Marjorie Taylor Greene and Dr. Dre and their epic battle. She is steaming because a black man richer than her took away her power, lol. I agree, I agree. And on the GOP I mean, men- He's richer than everybody, he's rich. He's so that. rich, how rich is he? He's he's a billionaire. Yeah, he's a billionaire. I'm surprised his bodyguards didn't tackle you for the photo bomb. Yeah, there were no bodyguards up there. I mean, I was- really? I was in the green room with with Craig, so I think they thought it was a safe space, and I decided <laughs> to breach that by asking for a photo, very aggressively. There's that. Laron Harrison talking about the GOP men who ditched their wives, um, <laughs> planning their mother's funeral, if you will. Uh, Laron Harrison says the babies could have been better speakers of the house than Kevin. Look at that. I, I happen to agree. Lots of whining. Okay. Lots I mean, they emotional. definitely stand for a lot less bad things. <laughs> they do. Those they babies do. stand, they don't stand for much, but they don't They're stand pure. for negative things. That's right. They're pure, right? You just come on. I agree. I couldn't agree more, LeBron. Thank you for all of our members and our YouTube people who watch everywhere. We appreciate you. We appreciate you weighing in. It's that time of the show. I wish you Karen would. You want to call the police on them for having a barbecue on a in Sunday? I feel great! Back off! I said, there's an African-American man threatening my life. God, you are disgusting. Put oh. that bloody thing back in the water so if it's why? not dead already. Vile bitch! You are disgusting! So you are it's a disgrace! Oh, and the right is a matrix, oh, and you God. are a 
disgusting bitch. And you thought Prince Harry left because of Camilla. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is what's out there, okay, in the UK, Ben. I don't even know where to begin with this one. Uh minding your business, just doing a little fishing. Want to make a little video about it. What on earth makes someone um do this? Well, let me just say, I'm surprised both of them were able to take the time off of sweeping chimneys <laughs> to go out there and even take some outdoors time. I mean, that was the most cockney <laughs> on cockney aggression I've ever seen in <laughs> me whole life, I must say. All right, all right, all right. I mean, that was, it's a fishery. That was just wild. And I think British accents are one of the few we can still make fun of. So I will take advantage of it until that window closes. Um, I also wish people were better at arguing back and making yeah. points. I know she was caught off guard, but the only thing that woman that was fishing needed to say to the angry Karen was, do you eat fish? <laughs> do you eat fish? You, you know she's fish, at the pub. Then yeah. Get, yeah. get out of my face <laughs> with your fish eating nonsense. Get your fish and chips. I I just, and you're right because she kept trying to explain herself. What, this is crazy, okay? She's accosting you. You got this beautiful fish that's flapping around, getting scales everywhere. And then here comes this Karen, okay? Why do you think people feel the initial urge, so many of them, to explain it away, to explain the Karens away as if that's gonna work? Because maybe because she's a person that didn't expect to be accosted for a normal activity. And she's like, what, what, what are you talking about? This is a normal thing. Also, why was that fish still alive? That was kind of strange. Yeah, that was it. That fish was living for a minute there because I fish sometimes. I like to go fishing and I enjoyed fishing until I caught a seven foot marlin. Ooh. And Ooh. I didn't like I didn't like pulling a human sized oh, yeah. being out of the ocean. And, and it kind of freaked me out a little bit, but I still eat tons of fish, so I can't hate on it. But I guess when you're a magical being that, you know, uses your umbrella to fly chimney to chimney and bring joy to children <laughs> around the land, you don't eat food, and so you can yeah. therefore judge. Uh, yeah, and we didn't get a look at her, but I, I guarantee you, for you to have that kind of venom and energy, you know, to keep going and going and the pitch. Okay, she oh, ate yeah. good. She ate yeah, good. She, she started was calling up. her. Started calling her a whore. I'm like, do you Why? know what whores do? Because right. it's not fishing. <laughs> I don't know if you're aware of what the profession entails, but it definitely is not. Let me get some food for the community. <laughs> I mean, technically. There it is. Uh, we'll leave her in the UK. Um, let's give you a double dose. You want to call the police on them for having a barbecue on a Sunday? You're going to feel free! Back off! I'm going to tell there's an African American man threatening my life. You couldn't just wait in line? Well, you were taking forever. Your stupid truck is this big. I mean, why is the truck that big? But you cut me in line. It doesn't matter. I, I would have been in there first, but your truck is right here. It should be illegal to have a truck this big. What, 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 for, for what? You know what? You know what? I may just call. 
Ben, I want to start here. There's so much to unpack here, but I want to start with her, her drink order, the beverage. What does that say about her? Well, it matches Karenicity perfectly. <laughs> the fact that she needs a smaller drink and a bigger cup is the perfect <laughs> analogy. It's a small person that is a little too big for their britches. They think they exist in a world that does not contain them. And they do because they're not right for this world. My favorite line had to be when she explained what cutting was. She said, well, I would have been, I wouldn't have cut you, but you were first. Oh, <laughs> oh, I, I, oh, I wouldn't have cut you, but see, you yeah. got there first. And so, so I had to. Yeah, what and don't you understand? Karen's are never second, okay? Karen's are never second. No, 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 no. I wouldn't have cut you, yeah. but you, you, you got there first. That's why I'm doing it. Yeah. Also, you gotta love her next line. Then trying to turn to the legal system, a truck this big should be illegal. Yeah. So now you're taking actions based on laws that should exist. Yeah. Well, I didn't want to kill the person, but killing should be legal. So I figured it was all right. Yeah, there it is. Let me tell you something. For those who didn't also get, and I don't know if you caught this, Ben, the, the Kai the hitchhiker comparison. That was the homeless hitchhiker whose tale of smashing an attacker with a hatchet. Remember that went viral. Yeah. Subject of a recent Netflix documentary. Um, I I think there is a resemblance now. There is a resemblance that Karen yeah. might be Kai's mom. I mean, hopefully this Karen is not committing murders across the land. But she's got the vibe and that's all that matters. If you got the hitchhiking murderer vibe, I feel like that's enough to solidify your place in Karen history. If I were defending, if I were defending her, which I'm not, but let's just, let's just for kicks and giggles. Is it an excuse? There's so many of us, you and I talked about this in the break who are addicted. I think addicted to Starbucks, she needed her fix. She had to have it, he was taking too long. Um, this is the worst that happened. Had she waited, something worse could have happened. Yeah, I, I really can't weigh in on that objectively because you just said Starbucks again. And I told you what would happen if that happened again. <laughs> I, ha- I have to go. I have to go get a Starbucks <laughs> right now. Don't Bring me back one. Make it a venti, okay? Or just put it in the larger cup, if you will. He he really he really dipped. Uh, okay, we'll get it. There he is. Uh, much more indisputable. I'm Sharon Reed, in for Dr. Rashad Ritchie. Ben Glee, the extraordinary comedian, Rebel HQ contributor, is with us again today. Um, always funny. Catch him if you're in LA this weekend. We're right back. Welcome back, this is Indisputable. I'm Sharon Reed in for Dr. Rashad Ritchie, the wonderful comedian. He really is funny, Ben Glebe is with us again as the co-host today. There it is, okay, pay some respect. This is the epitome of disrespect. And I can't believe we're doing this again because what, it was a week ago we showed you a real nasty woman who got fired from a convenience store dumping water. I think Ben, you were on the show, dumping water. On an unhomed person, yep, yep, yep. And now there's this, right? Let me get a hose and spray down another homeless person, right? This is what we're doing, this is who we are. The video's gone viral, shows the man in San Francisco using a water hose on the homeless person. Uh, Let's show it to you again. 
Begging, pleading, why are you doing this to me? Okay. I, there's, what do you say? Okay. And who are you? We're working on that. Okay. Due to confusion online, Barbarossa Lounge claims the man in the video doing the spraying is not associated with them. Barbarossa Lounge has been made aware of a video that has begun to circulate on social media, which is filmed outside of our small business. Barbarossa is in no way associated with the inhumane actions portrayed in the video. Upon investigation, it appears the actions are those of a neighboring business owner. Closing in on you. We are extremely disappointed in this individual's behavior and in no way support such actions. We have been informed that further formal and media investigation is underway. Barbarossa strikes to support our local community and treat all passerby and patrons with equal respect and dignity. Now, based on the apparent resemblance and proximity to Barbarossa Lounge, there's online speculation. And again, this is just speculation, but you know people are digging into this. Speculation that the man is Collier Gwynn of Foster Gwynn Art Gallery. Again, not 100% confirmed. Tick Tocker, Tizian also speculated that yeah, it's Gwen speculation. Now it appeared the person was washing a rug and they were doing so in front of Barbarossa Lounge. So that led me and other people to think perhaps they're associated with the lounge. They are not, I've been in contact with them. They are disgusted by what they saw. And if you left them a bad review, please go remove that. Now it's been made clear that the person who did that is with Foster Gwen Gallery, which is located right next door to Barbarossa Lounge. As you can see here, Barbarossa Lounge on the left, the door to the gallery on the right. So it makes sense that they share a hose hookup and we're out here, but they are not associated with the lounge at all. And to make it even worse, it appears that the individual you saw in that video hosing down that homeless woman is none other than S. Collier Gwynn, the owner of that gallery. You know, unless he employs his own doppelganger. Now the police are already involved and are not happy about it. And you're more than welcome to go let the gallery and Collier Gwynn know what you think about this, but the original screenshot that I showed of their page, uh, about 10 minutes later, it now says this. It now says permanently closed. Apparently he's shut down and running. You can shut down your business and you should, but you can't escape the legal ramifications of your deplorable behavior. Now, Ben, how, how angry are you if you're Barbarossa Lounge? Why are you doing this? Why are you coming next door? If indeed, again, speculation that it is Mr. Gwynn, why are you coming next door? Well, I don't feel as though somebody that is hosing down a homeless person is necessarily trying to keep with the integrity of making sure it gets pinned on their own business. <laughs> um, there's only one response to a man like this that seems appropriate for the rest of his life. Every time he steps outdoors. You gotta hit him with a hose. You gotta hose this man down. <laughs> Rest his life. Free shower for that dude. Yeah, yeah, it's just so despicable. And to hear her, you know, begging, like, why are you doing this? You know, if I had some place to go, if I had a home, if I had a gallery, maybe I wouldn't be here, man. But by the way, I have the right to be here. 
I have the right to be on this sidewalk in San Francisco, right? And I assure you, I mean, I don't know, obviously, we don't even know if that's the man for sure, but it does seem quite like it. But most likely, as is often the case, these people that complain about people being unhoused in front of their establishments are the same people who are Republicans who vote against mm. social services and funding that can help fix the problem. They don't ever want to take care of the problem. I remember I've had debates with conservatives for a long time. Like I had one time a multi hour political debate with Vince Vaughn <laughs> one time. Wow. And he's He's a Republican, he kept saying something to the effect of he's like, you understand, we're supposed to take care of our community. So we, don't, we can't take care of your community, that's why you don't want to fund it on national level. You're supposed to take care of it at home. That's why so once you fund it on national level, then you can step over a homeless guy in the street because you feel like the government's taking care of it. And I said, yeah, except you don't and it's too late and we already do. And so if you're gonna be in a society that already is at that callous level, you have to fund the problems. Mm. And that shut him up for about nine seconds. So he went on another 40 minute rant. <laughs> so these people like to hear themselves talk. These people don't like to hear others talk. They don't like to care about other human beings. It's their perspective only. I think that we'll confirm the identity at some point, right? I think this person should be charged with assault, battery, okay? Not just have people outing them online or permanently closing the gallery. I think the police should be hunting this fool. Yeah, and I mean hopefully at least, you know, the gallery closing, that's a bit of a of an initial punishment if he did indeed did lose his business. Good. You don't Good. treat people in a subhuman fashion and expect to still be running a profitable business selling your art. What an art gallery owner move this is too. Yeah, it really is. And guess what? You he seemed like the type that said, "Oh well, they're bringing down the property value, deterring merchants, deterring my customers. You're bringing down the property value with your behavior, okay? Barbarossa doesn't want you next door to them, and we don't want you in business anymore. So there's that. We'll keep following it. As we said, we'll we'll try to confirm 100% the identity." He had high hopes, dreams, and a plan. He had a plan, he wanted to work his way up. Black tire store worker, gunned down, killed by a man he was helping. It makes zero sense. Cab County, Georgia, a tire store employee was fatally shot after a car owner claims he mistook him for an auto thief. New Year's Eve, 24 year old tires plus employee Daniel Gordon was killed while test driving a customer's car. Car belonged to 30 year old Kadarius McDowell who wanted break work done and instead ended up murdering. That's the charge, malice murder, Gordon, who was just doing his job. He was just trying to do his job and he actually loved his job and wanted more here. When McDowell saw Gordon driving his car in the parking lot, he thought it was being stolen. He decided to shoot at the vehicle, striking Gordon. Because of course, this possession meant so much more than a young man's life. What if he was stealing the car? He wasn't, he was just doing his job. He shot at the car and killed him. McDowell fled the scene on foot while Gordon was taken to the hospital. Where he later died of his injuries, the police were able to catch the shooter and arrest him. Again, the charge is malice murder. 
Meantime, coworkers like John Claude Edwards, they're frustrated, they're grieving the loss of Gordon, an all around great guy. Here's what Edwards had to say, I don't understand. He saw him in uniform, got his bag with the work order in it and everything to test drive the vehicle. Why would you think anything different? It was a test drive, we shouldn't have to go through this. It's just a test drive for him to get killed, a young brother. I mean, just ambitious, you know, just really ambitious. He wanted to be the greatest tech there is, always smiling, always just happy. We joke all the time in the back room. Friends said Gordon began working for Tires Plus this past summer and was excited about the job. He can't even feel safe at work, that's the quote, it's just sad. It's a sad day, you can't even call this a wrong place at the wrong time type of situation because literally you're at work. On Monday, McDowell rather appeared before Judge Claire Jason who charged him with malice murder and explained that the charge excluded him from bond, but also advised that a superior court would be the one that could grant bond once his case reaches that level. This young man seemed to be just a great guy. I saw an interview where one of the coworkers said, I can't imagine. Can't imagine what his, we loved him here at work. I can't imagine what his family's going through. I don't, I can't identify Ben with people who put a vehicle, probably still had a loan on it. I had a human life like this and a young man, right? Because if you're shooting in the car, possibly, maybe you meant to kill him. Who are people like this? Yeah, you know, we don't value human life anymore like we used to, like we should. Um, if there's any better evidence that we need more stringent requirements for being able to get firearms, we need training, we need people to verify that they understand the gravity of the weapon in their hand. Maybe the person had never shot it before. If you've ever gone to a gun range like I have several times, you know the incredible lethal power of these guns. And instead of just having them glorified in movies as something you can just pop, pop, fire off willy nilly when something bothers you to try to stop somebody. I mean, he was in there to get new tires and brakes, potentially new brakes. He didn't even think shoot the tires out if that was your mm -hmm. big concern. You think your car is being stolen, kills a person. Um, there's not much to say, it's just an incredible tragedy. And uh, we need to do a little something more, a lot, we need to do a lot more rather to rein in the out of control guns. When you've got more guns than people in a country, you've got a real problem. Yeah, and you know what, I think it raises a larger issue because, you know, with one of the coworkers saying, you can't even call this wrong place, wrong time, right? Because this is where we are in society. This is actually where we are, where that's your first thought. If it were my thought, I would have thought, well, I guess somebody's stealing my car, tires plus I'll have to replace it. I mean, what it had nothing to do with me, I dropped off the car. I'm not gonna put my life in danger, and I'm certainly not gonna shoot at some kid behind the wheel. Um, it is disgusting. It's a story we we unfortunately have to keep following uh, thoughts and prayers to this young man's family did not need to happen. So 
We alluded to this next story, and frankly, these five cops fired, three suspended after sex misconduct probe. They should be hosed down at this point. They got to cool off with this behavior. We'll tell you more about it. This from News Channel 5 Nashville. Five officers with the Laverne Police Department in Tennessee being released. Another three officers suspended after various bouts of sexual misconduct, reportedly lying during the ensuing investigation into these claims. Fire officers are patrol officer Megan Hall, <laughs> patrol officer Juan Lugo Perez, Sergeant Henry Ty McGowan, and Sergeant Lewis Powell. Okay, center right, Detective Seneca Shields on the right. The suspended officers have been identified as patrol and canine officer Larry Holliday left, patrol officer Patrick Magliocho, and patrol officer Gavin Sherbel, not pictured. Here that dude are, on the left is a canine? He that, looks like a yeah. human. I did not see that coming <laughs> at all. Wow. Well, uh, why don't I? Get into some of the acts and you can decide. According to the allegations made in the internal investigation, Hall engaged in a sexual relationship with Magliocco, Powell, Holiday, Lugo, McGowan, and Shields, which was not reported to leadership. I really want to pause right there. <laughs> of course, it was not. What do you mean it was not reported to? If she reported it, Ben, that's okay. Is it okay if they would have reported this? Orgy, if you will. Yeah, probably good chance it's not going to be reported on account of them wanting to not lose their jobs. Also, it does sound like that was very dog-like behavior. That part. Here's here's more for you. They engaged in a sexual relationship while on duty inside city-owned property. Again, that from News Channel Five in Nashville. Hall also reportedly exchanged explicit photos with McGowan, Holiday, Magliocco, Shields, and Cherbel. Which were reciprocated. There were gerbils involved now too? They'll <laughs> uh, check the body cam footage. <laughs> uh, it led to charges of sexual harassment. McGowan reportedly went into the human resources office and put his hands around the neck of employee Bethany Smith. That was witnessed by a coworker. What on earth is going on down there? Maglioco Powell and witness Lieutenant David Durham all initially interviewed. That was in December on the 13th, 2022. They were questioned about sexual relationships between Hall and the multiple officers named in the investigation. All of these subjects were aware of ongoing sexual conduct, explicit images, which were sent by Hall to some of the male officers, listed in the report in various capacities. Magliocco and Powell are accused of engaging in sexual conduct with Hall on multiple occasions. Well, there's more detail, including oral Sacks, both on LPD property and private property. Did anybody get arrested? Did they issue any citations, fill out any reports? Did these people do any work other than have sex 24 7? Because it goes on, okay? Hal has denied any sexual conduct with Hall during his interview, but listed other officers. He said, I didn't, I didn't do it, the nasty. But they did, says they engaged in sexual acts with Hall. I know you are, but what, what am I? 
I know, I, <laughs> you know how it goes. Hall, Magliocco, Powell, they're stated as being married to other partners in the report. Magliocco's wife is identified in the report claiming that she was seen kissing Hall during a party. Multiple Laverne officers had attended this past fall, okay? According to an interview with Magliocco, Powell ended his involvement with Hall to conceal any sexual activity from his wife and concerns about his position with the department. The mayor's not happy about this, Ben, um, and I'm gonna tell you what he said, okay? Laverne Mayor Jason Cole released a statement Monday condemning the situation as quote, unacceptable. And that once it was known, did they, do we know if they reviewed the body cam footage? Like was someone just archiving the footage and they said, what? Whoa, whoa, this is, I've just witnessed a massive, or, this looks like, that looks like Hall and, 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 okay. Now, I don't know. We know why they call it a body cam. <laughs> right, uh, they got it, they got look, it in. Look, this is obviously horrible, horrible, but also I'm curious, is Officer Hall on Instagram? <laughs> Uh, we'll we'll see. Does she have a handle, Alex? If you she, look she into that, have a handle on it. <laughs> uh, again, the mayor says unacceptable. Once it was known, there was an immediate investigation. He stated further, top priority moving forward will be rebuilding public trust. This dude looks like he's the mayor of a beer hall. Look at this dude. The mayor, I don't know, mayor. I'll leave it alone. But he says, listen. He's going to take action here, Ben, and he says they'll not only rebuild public trust, but they'll have to retrain all employees. Are you kidding me? Okay, and I wouldn't use, well, don't say it, Sharon. <laughs> I wouldn't use the word train. This is, um, <laughs> and this is, it's just too much. But what, what kind of retraining, what, we gotta train people not to have an orgy? On city property, while in well, not in uniform, but on duty. Yeah, no, no, they have to because the initial training handbook said that orgies are not recommended. Okay, and they, need to, they need to need to update that. They're strict, <laughs> strictly forbidden. Should be the language for a police department. Well, maybe the chief can do better. Okay, because the chief now, let's throw up. The chief does look like a serious man here who's worked his whole life in law enforcement and he's not gonna put up with this. So let's give you the statement from the chief. This is a difficult situation for our department and for the city. But I want to be clear that the actions of a few do not represent this department as a whole. Only 20% of it apparently. I mean, that's five, what is it, seven officers? This is not a big department. I add that part, but the chief says, we are working diligently to rebuild the trust of our citizens in our community. We understand this will take time and diligence from our command staff and officers to repair the honor and integrity of our department. Can can they then rebuild trust after this widespread breach? I mean, I don't even think this is a trust issue as much <laughs> as can they can they focus their attention back on crime prevention and <laughs> less on booty getting? Yeah. Well, I feel like that's the real question we're dealing with here. And that is that's an important question. It's an important yeah. question. And I do want to say this as the department continues to rebuild, Hall was not called out as the only woman involved in this 
equal opportunity, equal offenders, Ben? I don't know. I, I, I just think this, this police department took very seriously getting involved in the halls of justice. <laughs> I just, if we continue, I mean, this, we, yeah, if this continues, you know what he does for a living. I don't know why uh, I wanted to you be believe me. I'm being very restrained right now. Okay. I'm very yeah, we're going to have to go to break. Says, go to break. Yeah, go to we're break. Gonna have to go to break because this is uh, again they're cleaning things up down there in Tennessee, and this appears to be an isolated incident over many weeks with many personnel in the, the police, police chief department. put Hall on desk duty. <laughs> oh my goodness! He's not upset uh, about. It. And then this is indisputable. Uh, we'll be right back with much more. Welcome back to Indisputable. I am Sharon Reed and for Dr. Rashad Ritchie. Ben Glebe is our special co-host today. Very fun. I feel like this show was built for you in many ways. I'm teed up just for you. Um, hey, spin the wheel, right? You are no longer just a viewer when you become a TYT member. Uh-uh, you're a fighter, you're a leader, you're a change maker. You're someone who believes wholeheartedly in bringing positive change to our world. Right now, when you sign up for an annual membership, Get to spin the wheel to win limited time perks for TYT. One of those prizes is a Join the Thunder hoodie. And who wouldn't look good in that? Check it out, sign up at tyt.com slash spin. Or just go the easy route and take note of that QR code right there. More viewer comments for you. Can't wait to hear what you all have to say about that last story down in Tennessee. A lot of sex going on. That police department. Uh, ben and Sharon are a great combo. That from Adrian Vixen. Appropriate. Thank you. We appreciate facts. you. Well, it's facts. <laughs> I mean, it's just easily observable. You could tell. Yeah. Uh, also, V Brown, uh, 50 Shades badges. That's a good spinoff. Uh, Locks Dimbaya. Great point, Sharon. One of those clowns did some recording. I have to believe it. And uh, Andy Mayan 2300, Ben says they, they better go on and check the body cam. They're supposed to, by statute, I think, keep it for a number of years. There's got to be more. This is just what they got caught at. I just so wonder if they, if when they took their, their uniforms off, did they cover the body cam with other articles of clothing or did they intentionally angle it up because they like to be watched? Okay. Um, that's a good question. And if Thank we you. could have our investigative team look into that. Um, yeah, because there's get, get our team on that. Yeah, there's much more to learn yeah. about this one. Much more to learn and uncover, if you will. <laughs> uh, and one more for you. Oh, TikTok uh, drama dragon. Thank you for the donation. Uh, we are in receipt of your comment as well. Pastor Jamal Bryant calls an end to the gun violence. Jamal Bryant has had enough. Listen, uh, there's old wealthy black Atlanta. Uh, and then there's New Negro Atlanta. <laughs> so I think that there's got to be some emerging of an amalgamation of a sense of community and not individual success. Brian says the church has a role to play as well. He says along with offering spiritual guidance, churches should be connecting families with resources to help build their futures. But, uh, if a church is only teaching tithing, they're failing. My job at Pastor is not to just ask you for the 10%, but to show you how to multiply the 90. That part, 
Jamal Bryant, as we said, has had enough. Um, he's charged with helping families rebuild after this kind of violence. Bryant's hometown is Atlanta, of course, his Baptist community has been plagued by violence. Highlighted by a recent shooting death, and this one just so disturbing. Gun violence in Atlanta plaguing black youth, victims becoming younger. A growing chorus of affected families and community leaders seeking solutions say they have had enough. Cameron Jackson, age 15, was a recent victim of Atlanta's gun violence after visiting one of the city's popular shopping plazas. Tiffany Smith told the newspaper, her dead son Cameron was the love that brought our family together. Also killed in the November 26th shooting, 12 year old Zion Charles. Here's Charles Pallbearers carrying the boy's casket, age 12. Atlanta Mayor Andre Dickens campaigned on a platform you may recall against gun violence said, quote, my heart is broken for these families. Pictured here in June, the mayor joined the Wear Orange campaign to protest daily gun violence. Now here's more of what he said. This is a village assignment when 150 kids are outside unsupervised and three handguns recovered. There are a lot of factors at play, including parental supervision, easy access to guns, a cultural acceptance of violence and lack of conflict resolution skills. Cameron's mother, who had hopes for her son to compete as an Olympic boxer. This kid wanted to box and he wanted to be the best. His mother echoed the mayor's speech. Here's what she had to say, creating a village where we support each other. I'd say that's where we're falling short. After her son was killed, Smith started forevercameron.org to raise money, provide mentorship for at-risk youth. Pastor Bryant called on community leaders to move past class divisions to stop the violence, quoting, we need to be steering financial institutions into helping young black males into entrepreneurship and wealth creation. Georgia's Republican Governor Brian Kemp signed a bill back in April. And here's what it did, it allowed concealed handgun carry in public without a permit. There's the governor smiling. Georgia Public Broadcasting reported the state granted more than 280,000 permits. Granted, that was in 2020 alone. It denied just 5,300 that year because of a quote, criminal history. So Ben, you have the mayor of Atlanta, Andre Dickens, the famed pastor, Jamal Bryant saying, we gotta do our part. Not just count on the police, prosecutors, or apparently the Georgia governor to do something about the gun violence in our city. The mayor said parental supervision is, is part of this, which I'm conflicted about because we saw the picture of a heartbroken mother there. No indication that she did something wrong, but her son is dead. What's the most important aspect, do you think? Parental supervision, getting guns off the street. I think all of it, you know, seems to be a factor and I think taking action in all of those areas would certainly help and it definitely wouldn't hurt. Um but I just get stuck on the insanity of Kemp's permitless 
concealed carry. I mean, are you trying to create the Wild West, recreate the Wild West? That's the most insane policy I've ever heard. And he says, "Oh, because criminals are going to find a way to get guns." It's such a such a stupid, uh, oversimplified, not accurate way to look at these things. Not all people who grab a gun and shoot somebody in a fit of rage or in a fit of juvenile idiocy is a criminal. Yeah, maybe someone that's planning a life of crime can figure out how to get to the black market and buy a gun out of someone's trunk. But there's people that have, if there's 280,000 new guns and nobody even knowing where they were, you already didn't have to register private sales in most of anywhere in the country, definitely not in Georgia. And the only way they had any sense of who had guns was when you had to apply for the permit to use the gun, to carry the gun concealed out in the world. And now you have people that are legally allowed to carry the gun without anyone knowing they own one, anyone knowing they have one. You don't think kids are gonna get those guns? You don't think people are gonna get their hands on those guns and they shouldn't and they haven't been trained on them and they don't know what to do with them, how to handle them responsibly, the consequences of them. You're asking for murder, you're asking for innocent death. The numbers are insane. I mean, there were 23 people 16 and younger arrested for murder in 2021 in Georgia, 23 kids for murder and 17 and 21 year olds, 122 of them arrested for murder and 892 arrested for aggravated assault. This is an epidemic and it can be stopped by common sense gun laws. Yes, we need to do all of it. We need to, to, you know, I think parents need to make sure that their kids aren't out at a mall late at night and they aren't getting a hold of their guns either. And there's a lot of things that can be done, but first and foremost, get the guns off the streets. Nope. Governor Kemp, great state of Georgia. He and others, Republicans, believe there shouldn't be any restrictions. That's just, I mean, this was Georgia already. You think it was tough to get a gun around here before? Before May? And I'll say this, you mentioned the word epidemic. And remember, it wasn't that long ago that emergency room doctors got together, right? And their organizations and said, this has to be declared a public health emergency. We're seeing the gun violence up close and personal. We're trying desperately to repair the damage when there's the, these bullets that are shredding people. The, the, the firepower alone, you know, they're miracle workers, but that only goes to a certain point. And, and you know, listen, access does seem been like that's everything. You know, you say you give a kid access to a great education, he or she can be something, right? You give people access to great health care, they can stay healthy. You give them access to so many guns unchecked, you're right. It is asking for murder, it's asking for this kind of carnage in the streets. And in this case, a 15 year old and a 12 year old boy gone. A lot of uh, slow singing and flower bringing. Um, I'll give you the last word on that one. Yeah, I think also the, the, the pastor's right that, you know, I have my own issues with the, with the tithing of 10% being non negotiable. But, but I do think that people need to be brought up with the sense of like, let's make life a, a a game to build your wealth from an early age, to build the things that are gonna make you succeed. And those are very important to focus on and not focusing on, you know, just screwing mm-hmm. around until you're 
until it's too late. But come on, no reasonable person thinks the Second Amendment meant that one sentence meant that you should be able to have a gun without a permit and without no limits shown on your hip. No, no limits whatsoever. Go out there and just live in the Wild West, even though we're living in modern times. Are we? Doesn't seem that way. Mm-mm. Glorify something else, life, living. Not getting shot and killed with your mother crying, begging, creating an organization for you. Much more indisputable to come. Ben Glebe is the co-host today, the very funny Ben. Real quick, tell us again this weekend where they can find you. This Thursday night, Ben Glebe in Friends with a Z at the Lyric Hyperion and Silver Lake tickets at BenGlebe.com. We got a crazy lineup, one time only. I hope you get a ticket right now on my website. It takes you just a minute and it's a small intimate venue. You can come hang with me and my hilarious friends. See my new material after my special, The Mad King. And if you're watching in other cities, just watch The Mad King on YouTube. There it is, Um, very funny. And you produce this whole thing, okay? That's right. That's talent, okay? Nobody's writing your jokes. Uh, We're right back. This is Indisputable with Dr. Rashad Ritchie. I'm Sharon Reed filling in today. Welcome back. Listen to the habituation room, all right? Francesca Fiorentini on Apple Podcasts for a weekly caucus of progressive comics, activists, thinkers. The habituation room will leave you with plenty to laugh about, give you ideas for action. She's in the show, right? Yeah, she's in my show this this Thursday night. (laughs) I know it's going to be a great show. Um, Let's give you some viewer comments before we launch into this next story here. YouTube on those fired cops who um, love themselves in orgy. Clifton Moore says, police supposed to be protecting and serving. Instead, they're serving without protection. Now, Mr. <laughs> Moore, we have, we've not, I've not personally viewed the, and I don't know if you have been, I saw you were searching for something online during the break. We don't know that to be true. I wanna give that disclaimer, Mr. Moore, but they were very reckless, perhaps, okay? Uh, about Pastor Bryant. Vicki Klee says, Wild West checked guns at the edge of town. Good point, Vicki. Pitchforks Dragon says, fun fact, you couldn't carry guns in town in the Wild West. And that's really the key because I think, Ben, you summed it up best without restriction. You've gone too far, you need to dial it back. You've gone too far, 15 year old, 12 year old dead. Life just beginning. I guess you know some people want to blame the kids. Got to get the guns off the street. Uh, this one will bring some joy to those watching and lighten the mood for us. HBCU women's gymnastics team makes NCAA debut. Look at them; they got style. They got it all. On Friday, Fisk University's gymnastics team became the first from a historically black college or university to appear in an NCAA meet. Traveling to Vegas for the Super 16 event against other Division I schools such as North Carolina, Southern Utah, Washington. The appearance for Fisk comes less than 14 months after the school announced its inaugural gymnastics team. And look, already they're in the game, baby. The team posted on their rally chant before the event on Instagram.
Okay, I love them. I love them. Naima Muhammad, the leadoff gymnast for the team, wowed the crowd, we can tell you, with her tumbling skills. Um, just incredible. Five star recruit Morgan Price, a transfer from Arkansas to Fisk, proved her medal too as the team's best athlete, competing in four events, earning the meet's highest marks on the vault with a 9.9. It's humbling, Coach Corinne Tarver telling ESPN ahead of the meet. Something that's a long time coming. And so I'm proud to be able to bring the team to the floor. That is a historically black college and university. It's the first time ever, so we're ready to go. Final results, despite the early success, Fisk finished in fourth at the meet. Their score 186.700 Southern Utah. Narrowly held off Washington to win. Next appearance for Fisk team will be next Friday, January 13th versus 2021 national champion Michigan. Now I know Michigan is tough to beat when it comes to gymnastics, but how important is it to see an HBCU team? And they're, they're beautiful girls, um, energetic, and they appear to have no nerves as they faced off in this first big, I mean, 14 months. Uh, since the inception of the program. But how important is this representation been? Um, because I have to think they inspired so many others. It's important, it's beautiful, it's long overdue. I mean, how cool to be able to be making strides like this and bring in new opportunities, new new horizons to this school, to the community. It's an incredible thing. And a 9.9, <laughs> not bad at all. Yeah. Yes, near perfect. Yeah, pretty darn good. Even the Russian judge. The Russian judge waited. Yeah. <laughs> okay. When the Russian judge gives you it, there, there it is. I do worry though, and maybe that's just because it's just the way my mind works. But you know, remember, and I, I don't know. Um, it seems to me they had a difficult time I'm talking about the the Williams sisters because there's some people who didn't want them to be in the world of tennis, right? Certain image. Well, sure, we've had other black gymnasts who have gone on to the world stage and done incredibly well. But when you watch this team from an HBCU get the nod and really finish respectably in this huge meet, is there, should there be a fear that they're not always going to be well received in the world of gymnastics? I mean, listen, I don't try to be naive to the world, but I also try not to add fears when they're not yet necessary, yeah. let's hope that doesn't happen. I mean, the very thing you bring up about the Williams sisters, like what just an insanely racist thought to even have. Wait a minute, is there gonna be black people in tennis? Like, Remember the hair beads? Remember the beads? Yeah, they didn't want her to have beads in her hair. What was even the argument about it? She would hurt her own making, eyes? <laughs> right, making too much noise. And then some of the other players and or their coaches, the community complained because well, the beads are falling off and someone could get hurt. Right, but nobody ever complained about Monica Sellis going. <coughs> that grunt, remember that? Thing. That was her signature. I think she even got a commercial off of that. She probably yeah, you're did. Right. She probably did. I almost got to throw out the first pitch once at Dodger Stadium on the most random way. There was a radio contest for a Monica Sellis grunt <laughs> grunt alike contest, and I almost yeah. won it. Let's hear it. Uh, <laughs> I don't remember what it sounded like. I really okay. watched it. I didn't even know what it sounded like when I called in, but neither did the host. 
Is she almost second won? place, second place. There it is, okay. Uh, yeah, that was something else. Um, the legendary Monica Sellis and that, that grunt. I wish these girls the best, I'm proud of it. I hope that other HBCUs um, enter into this territory. You know, Because again, for them to start this program about a year ago, 14 months ago, and to already be realizing um, success and respect, and you have the coach commenting on ESPN. I just think it's a wonderful testimony to to what can happen when we just say, you know what, let's go for it. It's really beautiful, it's really beautiful. I like to see progress, I like to see playing fields evened out. I like to see opportunity come to people who haven't had it before. And people realizing there is no sport that's off limits, there is no, opportunity that you want to pursue no matter what your color is, no matter what your previously held beliefs as to what's okay or right or fitting for you to do or not. None of those rules exist anymore, they're out the window. And I love that kind of progress. Yeah, me too. I think the sky's the limit. You you do what you have to do um, as long as you don't sample Dr. Dre's music without permission, okay? Then you do what you gotta do. Long da, 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 da. Oh, Never sample this music, please, please. I'm being told to promote Rebel HQ. I do a series of videos for Rebel HQ three days a week. You can see the link to it at Ben Glebe and all my socials. Three days a week, I have a new one coming out in five minutes, should be dropping around one o'clock. And all the contributors in Rebel HQ, there's so many incredible people contributing videos all the time. There's a Rebel HQ page on, on YouTube. You can find it just through that link, and mine might be the easiest way I could think of. Yeah, we'll find it through you. What's your what's this video on? Uh, today's video is about Marjorie Taylor Greene and Governor Abbott in Texas, both roundabout admitting finally their big mistakes and how they have misled uh, themselves and misled people. Taylor Green finally disavowing QAnon and saying, "Oh, I fell victim to a lot of stuff on the internet, like a lot of people do. Yeah, like a lot of idiots do, like a lot of <laughs> gullible idiots do." And then Governor Abbott, with the immigration crisis that he's facing in his state, saying we're in desperate, desperate need of money. When he's a governor that also says we don't need a federal government, we should secede from the union, saying we're going to give our our budget surplus back to the people of Texas for tax cuts. And then a minute later, you desperately need more government funds. These conservatives don't know what they're talking about. They just want to divide, they don't want to govern. And I'm trying to call that out today in my Rebel HQ video, so stay tuned for it. Well, we, we can't wait. I'm gonna, um, as soon as we get off the air, I'm gonna check it out. And um, good luck, good luck with your tour this weekend. Uh, ben Glebe and friends, did I say it, it right? It's Thursday, you keep wanting people to come oh. days late. It's this Thursday <laughs> night. 9.30 PM, Lyric Hyperion, check it out, bengleeb.com for tickets. Please go right now, the venue only holds like about 75 people. So we'll get to hang after the show, free meet and greet. All right, well there, there it is, I appreciate you. This is Indisputable, I'm Sharon Reed in for Dr. Rashad Ritchie. Thanks for joining us.